Hello? Hello? Are you in there? Are you a peep on a record tango? Hello? Hello? No five by five in the chat. I must not be here. I'm in the past somewhere. We'll see. Nothing. I got nothing. Can you, hello, can you see me? Hello? Hello, you see me? Five by five, dirt before the wind. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. YouTube is doing this weird thing where it starts the live stream and then it runs for 30 seconds and it appears as if I'm live, but then it's not. And then it starts back over at zero, uh, which is why Aiden Smith uh, pointed out that I live in the past. I, I do. I, I live in the past. I've got a lot of baggage. Good morning, everybody. It's the 1st of March, 2024. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Militant Roots shouting grow food in the chat. I agree. It's Friday. And so here we are. And on Friday, we do the uh, National Intel, which is stuff that is submitted by y'all. What's the email address? Say it with me, Baron. It's very hard to remember. Intel at BaronDependent.com. I know impossible to remember we get people who contact us at the website and they're like i can't remember the intel email it's like you remembered the admin e email but okay whatever love your neighbors yourself tracking got it we're gonna do the brief today and then we're gonna do national intel i have some really super duper interesting rumen to complement the rumen that we had earlier in the week on monday so this is going to be fun um, for everybody who's been concerned about the eclipse that's coming uh, the 8th of April. So what's that? Five weeks away. You have even more to be concerned about now if the rumors are true. And, you know, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. We'll see. Do, 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 do. Just got an aid rendered email in my inbox. <coughs> Listen. 40% of you are not subscribed to this show. And on days like today, that probably makes sense. Because, like, why? Why would you be subscribed to this? But if you're into this particular brand of shenanigans, uh, subscribe. Ring the little bell icon. Do all the YouTube things. All right? Do all the YouTube things. If you're listening on podcast, bless you. Mazel tov, as the Yahudim say. Um, share the show with somebody you love. And if you're not new here, share the show with somebody you love. Okay? Okay. Warrior Messiah says, nice flannel. Thank you. It's green and black, I think. I'm very colorblind. It is. It's um, like this is farmer camo right here. So, uh, yeah. Got my farmer camo flannel on. The show, of course, is brought to you by the creator of the universe who breathed life into us and created everything with the spoken word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with you, and the word was you. Not a thing was made that was not made with the word. And then the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men and then redeemed us by the blood. And here we are, breathing air, being blessed, simply existing. Praise the Most High. Um, and the fine people at Patreon, they pay 10 bucks a month to support the show. And in an exchange for that, they get like 12 exclusive videos per month and four exclusive live streams per month. Plus, they get their questions answered. And 
by a little tiny company that has next to nothing in inventory right now because you all rock called refugemedical.com, which uh, I'm the founder and CEO of. And so, yeah, how's that for enough plugs? It's Friday. Read the brief, Bear. Okay, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Hey, be safe out there. Bring your belt fed. Okay, I'll yep. You should. You should. But rather than hard mounting it, what you can do is like take the seat belt and stretch it from like the A column to the B column, and then you just lay it over, lay it over the strap. It gives you more traverse. I have my friend in the passenger. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's going to affect the way you drive, but you'll figure it out. It's fine. You got it. Yeah. <coughs> All right. I love you. Okay. Do that. Do that. Be safe. Be safe. Shoot bad guys in the face. All right. Bear Independent Brief. The 1st of March, 2024. Last Tuesday, a grass fire was sparked in Hutchison County, Texas. By whom? Somebody pointed out in the comments on Patreon, and I thought it was a wise comment to make. Isn't it interesting that all these fires start during calving season? And were these fires accidental? Remember like the Canadian wildfires that started a while ago and it turns out uh, if you were to look at the satellite imagery that like 26 different fires were all started in 26 separate places at uh, precisely the same time, coincidentally? Yeah, yeah, how about that? Last Tuesday, a grass fire was sparked in Hutchison County, Texas, somehow, we'll just say that, and began moving swiftly. Now, it has erupted into the largest fire in the history of the state and has merged with a smaller fire called the Smokehouse Creek Fire, which, let's be honest, sounds delicious. You could name anything from a brisket to a bourbon, Smokehouse Creek, and I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm all the way in. In fact, it, could om- it almost sounds like one of those pretentious gated communities in North Texas. We live in Smokehouse Creek. Um, the Smokehouse Creek Fire, true or not true? So here's the naming convention. The naming convention, if you're going to develop a gated community in North Texas, so you have to pick a tree, you have to pick a land feature, and you have to pick the name of a certain type of water. So you could have Pine Ridge uh, Creek Estates. You could have Maple Hill Lake. Like you, you pick a tree, you pick a terrain feature, you pick a body of water, and that's how you name these things. And that's why nobody cares where you live because nobody can remember what it's called because it's all the same naming conventions. Oak top stream. Yeah. Kermode. Exactly. It's as simple as that. You should use this in your daily life. You pick a type of tree, you pick a terrain feature, and then you pick a, uh, a body of water. Um, let's go with Cedar hollow Creek, right? Like that's how it works. Some of you from North Texas, you're laughing. The rest of you are like, shut up bear. Read the brief. Got it. The Smokehouse Creek Fire, which honestly sounds delicious, has now consumed 1,075,000 acres and was only 3% contained as of Thursday morning. Just a few days ago, Governor Greg Abbott issued a disaster declaration for a total of 60 counties because of wildfires. The fire has also reached into neighboring Okaledokale, which is us, to the north, consuming more than 30,000 acres across the border. It's a really interesting story as to why Oklahoma has a panhandle. Um, there's a city there called Beer City. It was a very lawless area back in the day. You, if you're interested, do a little bit of research on that. But there's three counties out there in the Oklahoma panhandle 
that essentially nobody wanted. They used to belong to Texas, and then they were above the 38.5 parallel. Uh, at the time after the Civil War, there was uh, certain federal edicts that were declared, um, actually prior to the Civil War, about who, whether or not it was permissible to own other people. And so Texas gave up that piece of land, and then it was literally no man's land for a while. Like Colorado didn't want it, Kansas didn't want it, Texas didn't want it, and then Oklahoma wasn't even a state yet. And then so when Oklahoma became a state, uh, the federal government gave them that no man's land, which is how Oklahoma got a panhandle and why there's a place there called Beer City, because all the cowboys would go into no man's land, the lawless area, and do whatever they wanted to do. And to this day, it's one of the most lawless places in the country. And I got to be honest, I'm kind of into that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm like, cool, cool. I actually got pulled over out there one time and I was like, how did this even happen? There's like four cops in the whole three counties. And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, just wasn't your day, bro. It's like, cool. What did I do? He's like, you got to turn signal out. I'm like, this is what we do now. This is what we do in the panhandle. And it's like, yeah, it, the guy was super cool. He's like, I'm fishing. You know, I'm like, I know you are. <laughs> here's my CCW. Here's my driver's license. Here's my insurance. He's like, you're good, Mr. Bear. Have a nice day. Cool. So. Ah, delicious coffee. Governor Greg Abbott has issued a disaster declaration for more than 60 counties. The fire has moved into uh, Oakley Doakley and more than 30,000 acres across the border in Oakley Doakley have been burned. The timing isn't great either. This is coming uh, sat this coming Saturday and Sunday are expected to bring quote critical fire conditions end quote according to weather forecasters as dry winds sweep across the area. Now, I'd like to point out there's a phrase that we use in my family, and uh, I learned it from a dear friend of mine. It is the false weather prophets, because these people are terrible at predicting what's actually going to happen. It's all theories, and we think it's going to. And then there's a certain subset of the false weather prophets that are into what I call weather porn. And weather porn is like, we're all going to die. Yeah, we're all going to die. They take the worst possible scenario and purport it as if that's the thing that's most likely to happen. And that turns into everybody put on your helmets and crawl into the earth. Uh, a level 19 hurricane is going to hit New Mexico. And that's going to be exacerbated by hail out of Oregon. And then I heard a rumor that fire, yeah, fire was going to fall out of the sky. And and exactly, Trevin. And then there's going to, that will be followed by Sharknados. Exactly. Right. And it's like, or, or it might rain this afternoon <laughs> one or the other <laughs> and usually it's like hmm, well it's, it's sprinkled it might yeah we got 0 0.072 inches of precipitation but the but the it was perfect conditions for a possible sharknado it's like mm -hmm. okay whatever you're into whatever you're into so what has uh the delicious sounding smokehouse creek fire destroyed thus far north plains electric electric cooperative has stated that there are already approximately 115 miles of line to rebuild now to the uninitiated that sounds like a lot of line mm, to me it's like what a week's worth of work maybe a couple weeks worth of work depending on what kind of line it is however thousands of cattle have died Many homes have been destroyed, and one elderly woman was unable to leave her home. 
One city, Fritch, Texas, is under a boil water notice, but unfortunately, many residents are without electricity or gas. What does this tell us, my preparedness-minded friends out there in the Ethernet? You should have a way to boil water that is not dependent on natural gas or electricity. You should have systems in your home that are not dependent upon natural gas or electricity. Now, I get it. 90% context, I'm using electricity right now to speak with y'all across the the interwebs. And that's pretty cool. Like if we use that technology appropriately, it's pretty cool. It can be very powerful and impactful. But you got to have a plan if the electrons go away. And I've, I have smashed that dead horse with a sledgehammer a thousand times at this channel. I'm going to smash it again. You have to have a plan. And it doesn't have to be a Sharknado level plan, but some plan for what do we do if the electrons go out? Where do I get water from? How do we use the restroom? How do I prepare food? Lighting, perhaps. Very basic stuff. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> okay, Bear. All right, good talk. Um, there is, I saw on Facebook, which by the way, oh my gosh, so many of y'all are like, Bear's on Facebook? I'm going to be his friend. That's one thing, but a whole bunch of you are like, I'm going to be his friend and send him a message that's 19 pages long. With all love and respect, please don't. Just please don't. I'll re I will repeat, please don't. Thank you. Okay. I know, but bear. And and then this thing happened. And that, that, like, here's my response. Praise Yah. Don't thank me. Wasn't me. It was the creator of the universe. Okay. Cool. I found this certain piece of content very impactful. Awesome. Praise Yah. You sent me a Bible. Awesome. Praise Yah. You helped save my life. Awesome. Legit awesome. Praise Yah. Okay. Next. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I was on Facebook. Let's let's be honest. Mistake. It's a mistake. It's, it's a mistake. Um, and I could do 40 minutes on why it's a mistake, but I'm not going to. I don't think there's a whole shit ton of value in that for y'all. Um, Comma. Apparently, there is a convoy of truckers that are heading towards um, West Texas and the Panhandle area with hay for cattle. And if you don't have livestock, this probably sounds like a nothing burger to you. But I'm telling you, uh, I think that's awesome. The the heart, the spirit that is behind that of like, hey. Let's organize a bunch of trucks to take hay bales to the ranchers and the farmers in West Texas so that their animals don't die because all the grass got burnt up. That's America, bro. That's love your neighbor as yourself. That's beautiful. I think that's awesome. How do I get involved, Bear? I don't know. I saw it on Facebook. I would go to Facebook and look for the hay convoy post and then figure that out. I'm 0% involved with it. I'm just commenting on it. I think it's awesome. I think it's a great uh, example of love your neighbor as yourself. Super cool. So let's see. It was in that town, Fritch, Texas, that one man, Frank Probst, by the way, preemptive clap hand for Frank Probst. Why do we prepare for the preservation of life? To love our neighbors as ourselves. Frank Probst ensured the evacuation of his older neighbors just before fleeing himself without even the time for his family to gather their own belongings. He told reporters, quote, 
Our main concern was getting them out first. We were the last ones out. It happened so quick. By the time the evacuation sirens went off, it was too late. We just jumped in the car and took off. And I believe it was nine or ten households that this guy was responsible for evacuating. Left all of his stuff behind. Family photo albums, heirlooms, the house, all of it. For the preservation of life. Good job, Frank Probst. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. Section 8 said the cattle in Texas, 150,000 are dead. Yeah, that sucks. There's no two ways about it. That sucks. <clears throat> and um, again, is it a coincidence, a little coinky dink that these fires happened? Uh, especially look at the little tinfoily. Look at the you will eat the bugs agenda, right? Well, and talk about demoralization. I don't know about y'all. I love eating meat. And an army marches on its what? Its stomach. Beef prices are going to go up. Yes, they are. Comma. Praise Yah. I have two uh, beefs in my front yard that after the baby is born, I'm going to shoot in the face and turn into meat. And I also have two male uh, rams, sheep, in the front yard that I'm going to shoot in the face and turn into meat. I'm, so much so, I'm probably going to live stream that stuff for Patreon. We're just going to have a butchering hangout. And um, then I've got a whole backyard full of sheep. Call it the, it's not actually the backyard. It's adjacent to the backyard. And I had some brothers come this morning and pick up a Hebrew starter pack. And I think they took six or seven sheep with them. Which I was like, hey, anything in this pen, if you can grab it, you can have it. Um, and they did praise Yah. And so they got a Hebrew starter pack. Rams use a couple of babies, I think. And I still have two dozen sheep in the backyard. And this time last year, between butchering and giving away, we intentionally went down to 12 sheep, one Ram and 11 ewes. And then a year later, we're back up to 30 something sheep. So it's it's a very sustainable thing. As long as you have grass and water for them, they'll make more sheep. It's phenomenal. Um, and so I say that it's not a prepper flex. Trust me, if you had to get up at three o'clock in the morning and pull stuck lambs or calves, you you understand it's not a flex. Um, but I say that because when you take responsibility over your own food production, like establishing normalcy, when you take responsibility over what you're going to eat, the external stimulus matters less. It matters less that to me, the beef prices are going to go up because I have beef. Now, if I want to take the cow and turn it into a ribeye, that's going to require an input called labor, but that's okay. Because when you go to the store and you buy food, you're trading your labor in the form of fiat currency for food anyway. So it's six of one, half a dozen of another. You know what I mean? Patty Sanchez knows what I mean. That's such a blessing. Amen. Baron, your experience, do I need to add anything to the water I'm storing in the basement? Maybe a few drops of bleach. There's a, you can Google that. Bleach for water storage. There's a formula. I believe it's one drop 
per quart of water. Um, but if it's water that came from a public utility, uh, then it's already been chlorinated and fluoridized. Congratulations. But um, yeah, there's it's very Googleable. There's also an entire Prepper Classroom video about that free here in a playlist on the YouTube's. This YouTube doctor said you should boil your water to get the plastics out of it. I mean, that's Scott Bonata. That's uh, distilled water. If you boil the water, what's left in the pot is going to be concentrated of what, what whatever was in the water. If you boil the water to collect the steam to condense the steam, that's called distilled water. And if you want to do that, go for it. It's up to you. What are you going to do with that water? You're going to put it back in a plastic container? I mean, that's something to think about. Another thing you can do that a lot of people do if you have excess canning jars that are just sitting on your shelf because you haven't filled them up with pinto beans or pressure cooked elk yet or whatever, um, you can fill the canning jars with water. They take up the same amount of space, but now you also have water. So things to think about. Anyway. Major clap hand for Frank Probst for evacuating his elderly neighborhood. Good job. Meanwhile, a massive storm is sweeping across the West Coast from the Pacific. California's Sierra Nevada mountains are expecting a treacherous blizzard and up to 10 feet of snow. That's, I mean, I don't live there, so it's not my problem. That's pretty cool, honestly. For those that don't know, I, uh, I grew up in upstate New York. Now, listen, I left as soon as I could, okay? But I grew up in upstate New York, and we get this thing called lake effect snow. And to work in 10 feet of snow is probably impossible. Like, talk about you need to have, like, a bug-in plan. What do you do if the electrons stop? You know, a way to stay warm, food to eat, a way to prepare food without electrons, probably a good book to read, maybe some condoms, you know? If you're in a covenant relationship with a woman that you love or, you know, coitus interruptus, whatever, you're, unless you're trying for another baby, it's entirely up to you. Um, but, you know, a way to stay occupied, um, card games, uh, Catan, whatever you're into. Um, but uh, you doing OK over there? Yeah. Contractions? No. No? All right. You're good. Uh, but 10 feet of snow as a kid sounds to be like, uh, like a lot of fun. So anyway, 10 foot of snow in the Sierra Nevadas. Power outages and treacherous road conditions are also anticipated with mountain travel being potentially impossible. That's a thing that happens. The same storm will likely strike Lake Tahoe and Mammoth Mountain today on Friday. Reno's weather service warned, quote, do not travel. If you must travel, have a winter survival kit with you. Don't do it. But if you must, have a winter survival kit with you. If you get stranded, stay in your vehicle. Extended blizzard conditions could mean less than a few feet of visibility. So good times. Do you even have a baby birthing bucket, bro? Yeah, comfortably numb, I do. Not only do we sell them at Refuge Medical, I got one in uh, the trunk of my wife's car in case we got to do this thing on the side of the road. Which I got to be completely honest with you. I'm not really looking forward to doing it on the side of the road. But if we had to, we have to. So, Dr. Trevor Wilkins, have a winter survival kit and some bear facts. 100%. Stay warm. Hydrated. Warm and hydrated. Like that, that 
solves most of your problems. 98.6. Shall we do the bonus intel? You know what? Let's do the roommate. What do you guys think? You want to do some roommate? Let me scare the piss out of some of y'all. What do you think? APLS blanket, Lone Star. Yeah, we sell those at Refuge Medical too. They are leaps and bounds better than your standard Mylar blanket. Like, I have one in my day pack right now. They're phenomenal. Roommate, look at my hair. What is going on here? It's time to go see my guy. That's what's going on here. Roommate, unconfirmed. Well, we'll start with the confirmed. Um, my alternate channel, the Blue Collar President here on YouTube, got nuked. Like, taken down, no notice, gone. We are working on getting it restored. Uh, but I'd say it's a coin toss as to whether or not that's going to happen. So in the meanwhile, yes, I have a Rumble channel. I do not need another million suggestions on Bear You Should Have a Rumble channel because I have a Rumble channel. I've had a Rumble channel. And the fact that people tell me that I should have one indicates how popular Rumble is and how easy it is to find content on Rumble. It might be an alternative to YouTube, but it's not a true alternative to YouTube. But I have. There is a Bear Independent Rumble channel. But the Bear Independent alternate channel, Blue Collar President, got nuked. It's gone. Uh, like I said, we're trying to restore it. We're in talks with YouTube to make that happen. Might happen. Might not happen. We shall see. I'm also on Instagram. And so for you young bucks who are out there that are scrolling your phone 24-7, 365, you can find me on Instagram as an alternate touch point that if uh, the main channel ever gets nuked, you can find me there. Like I said, I'm on Facebook. Please don't send me a freaking message on Facebook. Please don't send me a message on Facebook. Please don't send me a message on Facebook. And I'm also on Patreon. Link is in the description. And Patreon is the true alternate platform for YouTube. And I know a lot of other content creators have had issues with Patreon. I have not. I've been on Patreon for six years. I've had zero issues with Patreon. So, uh, yeah. Here's the real rumor. Remember on Monday when we were talking about how hospitals have been directed by the Federal Emergency Management Agency to prepare for MCI's mass casualty incidents, and then also at a state level, the State Office of Emergency Management to prepare for mass casualty incidents, and therefore they are stockpiling and have been stockpiling mass casualty incident-type components like gauze and pressure bandages and broad-spectrum antibiotics and tourniquets and surgical suites and all that stuff was talking with somebody this morning, I can't tell you who, but trusted source, um, that works inside an agency that interfaces with uh, the Pentagon. I'm just trying to figure out the best way to say this so that you will understand without betraying my source. So... Also, in the mouths of two or three, let a thing be established. If you have heard this too, intel at bearindependent.com. What's the email? Intel at bearindependent.com. Intel at bearindependent.com. Intel at bearindependent.com. Got it? Yes, bear. All right, cool. So this person, their agency was told 
by a representative from the Pentagon that they are 100% anticipating, turn your ears on, they, the Pentagon, are 100% anticipating a domestic terror attack during the eclipse in one of the 13 states affected by the eclipse on April 8th, 2024. Unconfirmed. But if one of you out there, or several of you out there, have heard the same thing, Intel at BarronDependent.com. So, something to keep our eye on. I am not prophesying that this is going to come to pass, but I am saying, yet again, I'm so over this eclipse shit, personally. But I am saying that if slash when the sky goes dark in the afternoon of April 8th, 2024, because of a natural phenomenon, you should have the ability to stay home for an extended period of time. You should have a network of people that you trust. You should be able to affect security. You should have a way to eat, drink water, and poop without outside intervention. There should be fuel in your vehicles. You should have medical capabilities, and you should have the ability, again, to stay home. Do not be in crowded places. So when we take these two things and put them together, that you've got FEMA telling hospitals that they need to be prepared for mass casualty incidents, and that is being confirmed uh, by multiple sources now. They're, nobody's talking about it publicly. And then you have allegedly the Pentagon telling people, emergency management agencies, that they have 100, a 100% expectation that there will be a domestic terror attack on April 8th during the eclipse. Eh, it's easy to put those two things together, extrapolate that, and turn it into, the world's going to end in five weeks, bro. Be ready. Hey, newsflash, the world, world could end today, tomorrow. What are you going to do about it? What can you do about it? And that's, I'm not telling you this because I want you to get all spun up. I'm telling you this because I want you to take steps to be prepared to maintain normalcy for the people that you love. Simple as that. Okay, so that's the rumor for today. Unconfirmed. If I can confirm it, I will come and tell you guys, because in the mouths of two or three, let a thing be established. But I found it super interesting that FEMA is telling hospitals to prepare for mass casualty incidents, and then the Pentagon is telling certain, certain agencies uh, that they have a 100% expectation of a domestic terror attack in the United States in one of the 13 states affected by the eclipse on April 8th, 2024. So, do with that what you will. Super interesting. What do you guys think? The Google says 15 states. Maybe it's 15. I heard it was 13. <clears throat> if they know, why can't they stop it? Doggone it. You, me, and a couple of buddies. Not that we would, nor that I would tell you how to. But you, me, and a couple of buddies and a vehicle or two could do things over a short period of time that could negatively impact a region, if not at a federal level, national level, 
uh, the ability for the electrons to flow in this country. And because of that, because small groups of highly motivated, individual, motivated individuals can act asymmetrically against fixed fortifications, uh, it makes it very unpredictable to defend against. That's why. RLRL, it's so freaking easy. Yep. Tacticroll said, because they're staging it. Whoops. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, what's up, Tommy Salter? Maybe we'll get lucky and the attack will be against the alphabet agencies. Ah, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. But, you know, do what you can. So, <laughs> we're all going to die Monday. <laughs> ah, maybe, Jake Tripp. We'll see. All right, we'll see. So, I, again, to be absolutely clear, I'm not saying this will come to pass. I'm saying this is a rumor that I heard. Okay? Okay. So... What's up, Waffles? Shalom, bro. <laughs> Waffles. Good guy right there. Let's uh, do the national intel. We have a fair amount of national intel to get through. Okay, Bear. Cool. <clears throat> I volunteer at the local senior center delivering lunches for shut-ins. Today, on the way into town, Oxford, Ohio, my spidey senses are now on high alert. Just saying. I noticed a lot of streets were blocked off and a number of white rental trucks, mostly box trucks, some semis along with bucket trucks scattered throughout the town. Most had temporary magnetic signs mentioning either computer, audio or security related firms. This is a college town, Miami University of Ohio. Next, this week has been very windy even for us. That's a signal to idiots to go weld, run angle grinders, etc. The entire area is ablaze. People are trying to evacuate from several small towns in the area, but cannot. Roads are closed because of the fires and accidents blocking the way. Many are trapped with no way to escape. Again, I'm going to say it again. You need to have a bug out plan. You need to. You just need to. And it doesn't have to be super duper high speed. Where are we going? How are we getting there? What vehicles are we taking? Who's going with us? What are we taking with us when we leave? Simple as that. Simple as that. Where are we going? How are we getting there? Who are we taking with us? What vehicles are we taking? And what are we throwing in those vehicles when we leave? Okay. Cool. Our friends in Pampa, which is in Texas, tried to come to Amarillo, but had to turn back. No government agency will learn from this cluster. F. They haven't learned from any of their past mistakes, and no one will be held accountable now or in the future. As you have said more times than you can count, they aren't coming to help. You are on your own. Don't wait for a potentially bad situation to be upgraded to the oh shit category. Plan ahead and act on those plans early. Next, I work for the state of Arkansas for a department that provides office space for other departments. We were just approached by the state police that they want an entire floor for housing officers, offices, showers, and storage for weapons and ammo. While this may seem a no big deal, the building in question is next to the Capitol and in process of having a tunnel linking them put in. Also, the floor in question is directly below where the new offices for representatives is being built. I thought it was odd, but no more than that, until I heard your Wednesday brief about hospitals gearing up for mass casualty incidents and civil unrest. 
The kicker came Wednesday, 28 February, when they came back and said they want the floor and want it done by December. Money is no object. Needless to say, my coworkers and I were speechless as we looked at each other. They had heard your brief for the first time that morning. I don't know if it's a direct correlation or not, but it normally takes 18 months on the quick side to redo a floor, let alone add the plumbing and concrete reinforcement required for their needs, and they want it in 10 months. <clears throat> Next, the Smokehouse Creek fire up around Pampa to more than half a million or more acres caused the evacuation of the Pantex nuclear plant. That's where they demill and assemble nuclear weapons. Holy smokes, this doesn't look good. Yeah, I've heard. Had I known more, I would tell y'all, but I don't I don't know any more than what's being reported open source on the issue currently. But it's definitely interesting, isn't it? Next, my husband works about 30 minutes outside of Lynchburg, Virginia. There are railroad tracks behind his shop, and today all access roads to the tracks were blocked off with black suburbans and red flashing lights. These were not local law enforcement. My husband saw the train go by with MRAPs with UN insignia and armed blue helmet personnel guarding them. He tried to approach and was told not to come closer. The train was headed towards Lynchburg. Thought we had moved far enough into the country, but apparently not. Thanks for all you do to help us be more prepared for the trying times that are surely coming. That's interesting. Um, first I've heard about blue helmets in a while. Next. As an employee of the state of North Dakota, I am privy to board meetings and cabinet hearings for state officials. During a recent meeting, discussion led by the governor was had over the real possibility that North Dakota could experience an energy shortage as a result of crippling policies being administered by the federal administration. They have been instructed to curb carbon emissions by any means necessary and quote and are quote throwing sand in the gears at every opportunity. These policies are to the detriment of the most baseload generation methods, including coal, oil, and natural gas. Although North Dakota has plentiful resources, current policy and limited infrastructure make it difficult to expand existing production. They discussed the possibility of new baseload generation facility that would take advantage of cheap natural gas in Bakken. However, they speculated that it may take a decade or more to bring this project to fruition and would be dependent upon the results of the coming election. <clears throat> analyst comment though cheap natural gas is plentiful in north dakota as a byproduct of oil production it is commonly flared off at well sites as waste this is because it's so cheap it's not economically viable to bring it to market clearly flaring is a preferred use of our resources than something productive like heating homes or generating electricity <sighs> coffee Next, I am a registered nurse and work for the corporate office of a large for-profit healthcare system in the U.S. I have been told by co-workers that some of our emergency and disaster preparedness teams have been recently spinning up work groups that are focused on taking steps to review our current power backup system for our facilities and update or improve needed. The work groups are also reviewing and updating current downtime processes, protocols for when the electronic health records, computers, and internet is down. I've also heard from some of our providers that they have seen a big spike in a number of uncommon drug-resistant infections this year with concern about the availability of some drugs. 
and last. I'm a cable splicer for a very large telecom company that you've referred to with another three-letter agency. Well, not to dox this guy, but he's talking about AT&T and uh, NSA. I live in the West Texas Panhandle, where everything's on fire right now. And as of this morning, the largest of several fires we have going topped 1 million acres. Yesterday, the wind eased up, helping, and today has been snowing all morning. So far, the conditions have improved greatly in the past 26 hours. Among these fires, we have issues with melted cables, both copper and fiber, that run into residents' businesses and cell towers in these affected areas. Aside from those, we also have toll fiber cables that connect each city to one another that have been melted and cannot be fixed due to not having the areas, having access to the areas so that we can replace the cables. The amount of cables that need to be replaced so far is unknown. We just know that we have a lot down and we can't safely get to it. There are countless power lines knocked down, knocking out power for some towns and our cell towers alike. You've touched on the backup power supply of cell sites before, but here's what I've seen in this area. There's a backup energy source fed from battery banks that will supply power from anywhere from 36 to 72 hours, depending on the battery life. Due to company downsizing in certain areas, these cell sites have not been maintained as often as they usually would be. So really, there's no telling how long they'll last on batteries. Once these go down, we may run generators out to those sites, but it's looking like the people that make those decisions are not interested in doing that. Our cells are just as fragile as the grid. True. And that is the national intel for today. If you have national intel you would like to submit specifically about what uh, the Pentagon might be saying to civilian agencies about the eclipse or about hospitals and mass casualty incidents or about other shady shit that you're seeing out there like UN blue helmets rolling through Lynchburg, Virginia. Intel at bearindependent.com. Okay. Okay. Fabulous. Very quickly on Patreon this morning, I got a video up discussing the legalities of what we do at Caleb House. And so if you're interested in doing your own Caleb House type stuff, or you've had any questions about that, Bear, how do you do the things that you do in the anti-human trafficking space? That video is up on Patreon this morning. Refuge Medical. Um, a whole bunch of y'all took advantage of the Leap Day sale. I really appreciate you. It is now March. March Madness. What's March? Massive bleeding, airway, respiratory circulation, head injury, hypothermia, and everything else. And so I would encourage you to get your bleeding prevention kits from refugemedical.com. Tourniquet, pressure bandage, wound packing, gauze, gloves, etc., etc., etc. They're cheap like 60 bucks and so in march march madness bleeding prevention kit the m in march is massive bleeding so uh yeah go jump on that while you can our inventory is um eh, i wouldn't say non-existent eh, but it's borderline non-existent so get what you can while you can, refugemedical.com. If you use promo code BEAR, you'll get free shipping on your order. BEARindependent.com, link is in the description. If you want a t-shirt, a hat, a sticker, a patch, a coffee mug, whatever, um, when you buy those things, it helps support the show, and it helps me build a house for my ever-expanding family. And so if you're interested in that, you can go to BEARindependent.com. 
Of course, Grindstone Ministries, if you want a Bible, need a Bible, come see us at Grindstone Ministries. Or if you want to support our disaster relief efforts, grindstoneministries.com. We are a nationally registered, federally approved 501c3 organization, not-for-profit, tax-deductible. And uh, we use your charitable donations to go be a blessing to people who are in a bad way after hurricanes, tornadoes, fires, etc. And uh, we also give Bibles to people because... I think it's really important. Refuge Ruckus. There are 170 plus people signed up for the Ruckus. That is uh, a week from today. One week from today. Yep. To quote my wife. One week from today. Fort Smith, Arkansas. It's going down. Refuge Ruckus. Three-day event. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. On Friday, we have guest speakers, we have presenters, we have workshops, we have vendors, we have fellowship. On Saturday, we're going to read the Bible, we're going to hang out, we're going to fellowship, we're going to eat food. Derek Wilson does not watch the brief because Derek Wilson just sent me a Facebook message. Oh my yah, people. Um, And then uh, Saturday, like I said, fellowship, read the word, hang out. Sunday morning, we ruck, and we're going to do a 5K ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas. And if you're concerned about that, 5K is like 3.2 miles. It ain't that hard. Next year, maybe we'll add in a 10K. Maybe we'll add in a marathon ruck. I don't know. But year one, we're going to make it attainable for as many people as possible. So we're going to do uh, you know, a 5K ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas to raise awareness and funds for Caleb House. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, Caleb House, Caleb with a K, K-A-L-E-B house.org. Caleb House is our juvenile human trafficking survivor restoration facility, which is a bunch of $50 words for that's the place where we put trafficked kiddos back together again. And if you actually want to do something about human trafficking other than Instagram posts and maybe make a documentary, uh, come see us, calebhouse.org. Because we actually do stuff. We actually rescue people and we actually restore people by the grace of the Most High. And so if that's something you're interested in playing uh, playing with, Caleb House is also a nationally registered, federally registered 501c3 not-for-profit organization, charitable, tax-deductible, no paid members of the board. I don't get paid. We just use the money to go do good works. And so... Yeah, come see us if the spirit convicts you. If it does not, no worry, bro. No worries, sis. Go do whatever else you want to do. But if the spirit convicts you to get involved with what Caleb House is doing, you can come see us. That's the show for today. Let's pray. Okay, bear. Awesome. Good morning, Father Yah. Father, you are awesome. Thank you for allowing us to wake up with breath in our lungs. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the sheep and for brothers and for Hebrew starter packs. Thank you for the baby that's still in my wife's belly and for the ones that aren't. Father, thank you for all these things that you allow us to do, the stewardship that you bless us with. Father, let us enter into your rest today. Um, Looking forward to sundown. I've just got thanks today, Father. I I really appreciate what you do for us and that you make a way for us to come home again by the blood of your son and that you love us just so intensely and that you are such a good father and 
give us everything we need and most of what we want. Father, help us remember to stay focused on you and not all this crazy stuff that happens in the world. Father, if any weapon is formed against us, let it not prosper. Anybody that wants to put an attack on your people, let them falter. Put a hedge of protection around these people, Father. And if anything comes against them that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to flee. Father, give us strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua that we can do your works, be your hands and feet. Pour out your spirit on all flesh, Father, for wisdom and discernment that we know right from wrong. Give us the words that we need to minister to your people, to be a blessing, to shine our light. Father, give us peace that surpasses all understanding because you're sovereign over all things, regardless of whatever the world might throw at us. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for this day. In Yeshua's name, amen. Shalom. I will see y'all when I see y'all. Toodaloo.